0: everybody, welcome to Revival Town Podcast. I'm Chuck Tate, that's Andy King.
1: Hey Chuck Tate, how are you doing?
0: Andy King, always doing great when I'm in the studio doing a podcast with you.
1: we got a fun one today.
0: We do have a fun one today, It's and it's it's going to be a trip.
1: Oh, that's, I see like what I, you did there, I yeah. see what you did there. But you know what? Pun intended. This is, this is going to be crazy because uh, it's been a few weeks, but this is the first time since we've recorded... Since the Queen's death,
0: yes, I, I I still remember standing in my home, in my kitchen. My phone buzzed. I looked at the notification, and it informed me that, and everyone that, Her Majesty had passed away.
1: You know what was crazy uh, about, and I'm going to share this. I don't think he'll get into trouble, but friend of ours, mutual friend of ours, who took us to the baseball game, Trent. Yeah. His uh, brother works for the Billy Graham Association and um, about three, four hours, three hours before it was announced that the Queen had passed. He texted me. Uh, I don't know if you remember on that day, all the royal family were summoned to Balmoral. You know, all of them were flying, right? To get there quick. And um, mid-afternoon here, he was like actually no, sorry, sorry, sorry. Mid afternoon in the UK, late morning here, he texted me. I was driving, he texted me, and he was like, Hey, sorry to hear about the Queen. I said, Yeah, she's, you know, not doing good. And he's like, Mate, she's actually passed away. I and I was like, What? And because of his brother being part of the Billy Graham Association and a very close to the royal family, right. they had they'd had been notified that she had passed and that they were going to announce it at the 6 o'clock news in England. And sure enough, that's what happened. Yeah. yeah. Wow. And, you know, and obviously he was like, don't tell anyone. I'm like, no, I, I won't. <laughs> I'm not going to start a media frenzy. But, yeah, but yeah it was a few hours. And when you look at the timeline, when he texted me, it was right when she had just passed. Right. So, And then you were it. even
0: featured in a local news write-up. With given a quote about her, pastor. yeah. Obviously,
1: I am now the uh, <laughs> the face for England in the Peoria area because the TV contacted me and said, "Hey, we want to get an English person's uh, thoughts on the Queen passing," and so uh, got to honor her a little bit. and uh, And it definitely it's been a little bit emotional. I, I said on the uh, on the newscast, you know, we're talking about someone who. Um, went in power when Sir Winston Churchill was the prime minister
0: right yeah that's that's crazy it's really hard to to fathom yeah
1: and so um you know for everything she did for the country obviously during um difficult times she and the royal family were the rock they would you know steady the nation uh, I know sometimes it's hard for got people in the us to you know, try and wrap their heads around what the royal family is and what they do. But there is a lot of good that the royal family does um, through charity, through, uh, you know, what they stand for. The queen was very vocal with her faith. And, um, you know, and then obviously the funeral uh, happened, um, you know, the death happened, and then there was all this lead up to the funeral. Um, And a few stories came out of of that. One that was funny in in one sense was I texted you and I'm like, i got a story for the podcast. So the night before the funeral, we had planned as a family, um, including my mom and dad and my sister, we were all going to get up at four o'clock in the morning because that was the time difference. And we were going to watch the funeral. Right. So... The night before there is a terrible storm that went through central illinois i mean right. really bad and our electricity went out at 11 o'clock at night so we all go to bed right we're like i oh, don't worry we'll be all right well i wake we wake up at like 10 to 4 and the electric is still out now we are freaking <laughs> out right yeah. you know the Queen passes away, she's been seventy years on the throne, the day of a funeral and the electric is out, which means not only the TVs aren't working, but the Wi Fi.
0: Wi Fi, right? yeah. Right. So and your family who's from the UK, everyone is gathered ready to watch this. Oh mate, I've
1: got the flag, the British flag flying outside the yes. house. I mean, it's like a big deal, right? And so we now here's here's what happened. So I texted my dad, because I still had power on my phone. And I, I had full power on my computer so I could charge, I could keep my phone charged through my laptop. Right? Right. So I call my dad because they live around the corner, but they have electric stoves, right? They don't have a gas stove. They have electric. So they couldn't even do their English breakfast that they were wanting to do. So I said, Hey, come round. Let's try and figure this out so they all so they all bow around with their flashlights we're in this house (laughs) we we are cooking a full english breakfast uh my wife is incredible at doing all this and she's there doing the, the this and um and then we are all gathered around my iphone watching the queen's funeral um because that's all we had i had data service so i could use that but the only thing we could watch it on was my little iPhone. Uh, and then about nine o'clock, our time, uh, the electric came back on. Five hours later, right? Because you guys got up
0: at four o'clock to watch this and you're all huddled around your phone. Yeah. <laughs> that is hilarious. I mean, I feel so bad for you guys. Like, this is a big deal. Like, oh, oh man. man. So no cooking breakfast until the power came back on. No
1: cooking breakfast. No, no, we got the. No, we did the breakfast because we had gas. Uh, yeah, oh yeah, yes, yes, yes. But yeah, yes, we couldn't watch yes. everything until I think I think it was um, they were going from um, from where they they put the queen into the car, and then they were driving to Windsor. Yeah. That's where it all came back on. But um, here's another great story. Right, talk about um, something that's pretty cool. Uh, a friend of mine who. I used to be in a band with years ago, is now the superintendent of Assemblies of God in Great Britain. And he has an incredible church. This church is doing some incredible work. The Friday night before the funeral, he is invited with a bunch of other leaders from different faiths to have dinner with the king, King Charles so on social media they they get a picture right uh so so that was cool that is cool then the day of the funeral picture started to come from people that are watching the funeral on tv and he is at the funeral they show him walking down and mate not joking he is across the way from the king from prince william uh from harry all of the it, royal my,
0: family yeah he is like yeah you show me the picture I he is like, right next like, to him yeah i a,
1: thought man that's amazing that, talk about, about
0: opportunity wow and, and how about david beckham i mean you know standing in a line 13 hours instead of using his celebrity status to skip the line just to hang out with people and pay his respects i thought that was pretty pretty amazing by him
1: well I, I know a lot of people have got opinions about Beckham, right? As far as he married a Spice Girl and all this. I tell you what, he's one of the most legit guys on the planet. He is an incredible father, incredible husband. And he what you saw in that line, that's what he has been like all his life. He's done a lot of stuff without the press doing wow. you know stuff on him. Or they're always trying to get stories against him. But I did a caption you know, our captain, cause he was the captain of the England soccer team. Yeah. But literally as a nation, he was leading as a captain. So cool. like, don't need to use that celebrity card, you know, and no, no, you know, I know. So. I
0: texted him. I was like, listen, bro, <laughs> so proud of you, man. <laughs> <laughs> okay. No, but I, I was a little bit distracted when you were talking earlier and and you, I don't know if you could tell, but I, yeah, was, I could tell, but okay, I wasn't I, gonna say anything. You weren't gonna say anything. Uh, and I've been trying to find a text thread between you and me, because our good friend, you're one of your best mates of all time, Dave Jane, <laughs> who was on the podcast, <laughs> yeah. texted you after you were interviewed by the paper. Yeah, no, it was the TV for, for the TV. Yeah yeah, for, yeah, yeah, WEK or whatever yeah, it was, yeah. WMBD, and um, and that's I was trying to find that so I could read it, but uh, I can't find it.
1: Oh man, you so, said it enough. So funny. Basically, basically, it was this. It was. Uh, He was acting as if he was an anchor on the news and he said we are now going to go to andy king the english correspondent who has also watched all four seasons of the crown
0: yeah yeah, no who is an expert on all these royal family because he has watched all 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 four seasons of the crown yeah really funny yeah yeah. so Good stuff. Got a great show today. We have. Today we have a
1: super fan on the show. Yes. Tell us a little bit about uh, who's going to be on. His name is
0: David Beckham. And <laughs> <laughs> no. no, so this is Nicole Jackson's son, Trip. Yeah. And not just Trip. His mom his is mom, coming as well. Nicole is on as well. She's very well-spoken. I, I just, you know, she does a, such a great job communicating. Yeah. And it was... So, so good to have her back. Yeah. And really special to have her son, Trip.
1: He was incredible. And uh, uh, Nicole and Matt need to be proud of uh, Trip and how he was on the podcast. Uh, Nicole is here today to talk about an event that's happening globally uh, next week, but uh, especially it's going on in Peoria as well. But I wanted to talk about that. So, uh, why don't you sit back and relax? And enjoy this conversation with Nicole and Superfan fan, Trip.
2: This podcast is part of the Edify Podcast Network. Edify is a faith-inspiring app that brings together thousands of the best Christian podcasts in one place for your listening enjoyment. Cut through the noise and grow your faith by diving into the world's top Christian podcasts today. Download the Edify app for free from the App Store or Google Play, or by going to edify.app. That's EDIFI.app.
0: All right, everyone, and welcome to Revival Town Podcast. It's time for another conversation with returning guest Nicole Jackson. She's an ER nurse, a modern day abolitionist, and the co host for The Walk for Freedom in Peoria, Illinois, a global movement sponsored by Christine Cain's A21. Promoting advocacy and awareness with a goal of abolishing human trafficking. Joining her in the studio is her 11 year old son, Trip. Nicole, welcome back. Trip, welcome to the first time. It's great to have you guys on Revival Town today.
3: Oh, thank you guys for having us. We're so excited to be here.
2: It's great to be on.
1: Oh, now, not many people know this, but Trip is probably one of our biggest fans of Revival Town podcast. Is that true, Trip? Yes. I know we were talking earlier and you've got a lot of different uh, podcasts that you listen to and um, we listen to other podcasts as well, right? We and don't I just, just
0: think it's cool that an 11 year old listens to multiple podcasts. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. That is yeah. cool. He's cool.
2: Yeah.
1: Oh, now Trip, you have listened to a lot of episodes, right?
2: That is correct.
1: All of them. <laughs> would it be, would, could we say all of them or is there a few you may have missed?
2: Uh, there might be a few I might have missed. That's
1: okay. As it, probably most of them with Chuck, right? Right, right. yes.
2: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm totally kidding. <laughs> um,
1: now, I always like to ask people this. Uh, for those that listen to the podcast, what would be some of your top ones that you've listened to over the years? Because you're a you're a super fan. We're not we're not just talking fan. He's a super fan. Right. Right. Look at that. There we go. <laughs> Tell me, what are your, some of your favorite ones?
2: Um, I thought the Samid husband was really good. That's probably Sameed. one of my favorites. Uh, which yeah. one?
1: Sameed.
0: Oh, Samid. yeah. Way back, yeah. that was one of our early ones. It really
1: Season was. one. Yeah. Season one. What yes. did you like about that?
2: I don't know. It's just like the testimony was so like, I don't know. Yeah. It was just deep yeah it was really cool
1: you're pretty deep
2: you kid, know i was I? just
0: gonna say man yeah it was deep that was
2: it wasn't deep it was deep <laughs> <laughs>
0: you it's, know what but it, it was a powerful testimony and that's yeah. the exact word it really was he shared how he came to, to christ
1: he, he was Amman, muslim. a muslim Amman. yeah it I is mean. an
0: incredible story it really it really is i mean it could be made into a movie
1: yeah if you go back But boy, you've got to go back to season one. If you just go on to RevivalTownPodcast.com and just go to season one, uh, you'll be able to find Samid's interview there. And it really is incredible. This guy was literally left for dead. Here in Peoria, he uh, was left for dead and miraculously overnight in the hospital. All um, wounds, all uh, just bruises, everything, left. Yep. Uh, huge, huge was testimony healed. to being healed. And uh, so definitely check that out. So trip what, what are some of the others? Is there any, I mean, I know your mom was on once. That's gotta be in your top five, right?
2: Yeah. Um, <laughs> it was. Um, I can't remember who you guys interviewed. Um, it was one of the singers for Elevation Worship maybe? Maybe I don't know. Delirious? Maybe.
1: Might have been the Delirious Boys or Leland. We've had a lot had of singers. It might have been Leland. Leland. Might have been Leland. I don't yeah.
2: know. The We've, Waymaker? That's
1: uh, a Waymaker Oh, singing. All yeah, right. Yeah. Come that on, one?
2: Come.
3: Maybe. I, know We've had that, a I can't lot. remember. You also yeah. like Billy Hollowell. Remember the guy
2: he wrote Playing with Fire and we listened to the Playing With Fire oh, podcast? Yeah, I really like that one.
1: Yeah, he really? is good. Oh, it's he's probably busy this time of year because it's coming up to Halloween,
0: right? <laughs> mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, I had the, I had the, the opportunity
0: th- to meet him in person just just a few months ago. So.
1: That was
2: uh, one of the other episodes. I was deep. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, it is awesome yeah, having yeah. Trip with us today—the uh, super fan trip, not just trip. It's super fan trip. Okay, so today
0: it's Tate and Trip. Tate and Trip. Whoa! Trip and, trip and Whoa. Tate. Trip and Tate. <laughs> <laughs>
1: But we we are not just here to have super fan trip on, but you actually brought your mom with you, which is nice. Yep. Yep. And uh, Nicole, I know uh, you are doing some incredible work in the Peoria area. And yes, we have a global audience that are listening to this from all over, but there's something that is happening uh, this next week as this is aired out this next week, Um, that we wanted you to come on and be able to share about so that people in the Peoria area, Central Illinois area could come and be a part of. Um, So Nicole, could you tell us a bit about that and the story behind it as well?
3: Yeah, sure. So um, we will be embarking on, I believe this will be our fifth year uh, hosting in Central Illinois, The Walk for Freedom. It is a global walk to raise awareness, um, through a 21, which stands for abolishing slavery in the 21st century, um, about raising awareness locally, um, in everyone's area to have a global impact. Um, the idea is that when you raise awareness against trafficking, you enable people to come alongside you, um, to advocate and then eventually abolish trafficking. So we know that most uh, victims of human trafficking are truly hidden in plain sight. We call it a global epidemic um, because it's everywhere, uh, but also it's it's really hard to see. So until we kind of change the lenses of how we look at people and their situations, um, those, those victims, unfortunately, could be missed. And we know that 99% of victims are never rescued. Mm. And so the idea is that as a local community, when we can kind of take the blinders off and see what it looks like specifically in our area um, or whatever city, we're from or nation we're from what it looks like in our area, then we can advocate for those who cannot advocate for themselves and who may not even realize that they are being trafficked. That is a story of a lot of survivors is that I didn't even know I was being trafficked because there's so much uh, manipulation and deceit Mm -hmm. that happens, um, in that, in that victimhood. So that's, our goal is just to raise awareness locally for a global impact. We know that trafficking is supply and demand. I mean, it's a supply and demand industry. And so that when we can, uh, interrupt that demand, then that supply um, will be limited and that leads to to more people being free.
1: Yeah, it's so good. Uh, And Nicole um, helps the Dream Center out a lot, Uh, really in just education. You've done some, uh, obviously not during COVID, but since COVID, we've had uh, a session and before COVID, we've done a few classes where uh, our staff, volunteers, people in the community, it's open up to anyone, Chuck, that they can come. and. Just learn, and Nicole is brilliant at this. It's not just, hey, here's a 10 minute talk. I mean, this is like a a day type of thing where because of your job with uh, being an ER nurse, you're able to obviously see, you don't talk about patients or anything, but you see things, and this is what really sparked what you do, right? Mm -hmm. Especially with the fire. And the police and ambulance why don't you share a little bit about that
3: yeah for sure so uh peoria area mia ems we work closely with them Uh, my husband's actually the medical director for them which is just a super cool god story um yeah that helps yeah it does it does help (laughs) (laughs) works out you know there's positioning right so (laughs) god-appointed physicians so um yeah we uh previously I didn't really know a lot about trafficking um, I'd heard about it but I think like most people my conception was just this idea that it didn't happen here or it didn't look like what I had anticipated it um, happening I was handed the book undaunted by Christine Kane and I mm. read that and uh, literally read it on an airplane ride and it was just crying and truly just so broken um, because I realized in that moment there are people that I had encountered um, in my career that were trafficked and that I had missed, and so mm. that kind of sent me down this trajectory of what are we doing in healthcare about uh, human trafficking and being aware, of specifically in the emergency department or in first like in first responders, EMS, because we're kind of the gateway to the rest of the hospital, right? And so um, I also belong to an organization called the International Association of Forensic Nursing. It's where I learned and was trained on uh, sexual assault nursing, and through that, like legitimately within just a couple months of reading this book and having this conversation and also having the conversation with Matt about first responders, EMS, ER and all this. um, There was launched the Blue Campaign, which that was an article published on IAFN about the Department of Homeland Security stating, hey, we have a problem with trafficking. And what can we do? How can we enlist people who are already in positions uh, to raise awareness and advocate and so they actually came up with the blue campaign which uh, specifically seeks to train first responders fire EMS on how to uh, spot for signs of trafficking either when they're doing building pre-planning building checks when they're inside of a house um, or when they're responding to calls yeah. and in really the unique position that fire and EMS are in and so all that happened in a very short time um, we thought about attending a walk, realized there wasn't one locally, and so we also decided, why not host the Walk for Freedom here, too, as well? And so when we were doing that, we were able to meet with Peoria Fire and East Peoria Fire Chiefs, um, talk about our numbers, talk about what we see here in central Illinois, and go ahead at that point. Um, and when in launching the walk, making sure all of our first responders are trained appropriately on recognition. So PA EMS actually is the first, that we know of is the first uh, EMS system in the nation to have wow. a trafficking protocol. So that when um, someone is identified, here are their next steps. And it really gives that provider the opportunity of, okay, I saw this, now what do I do with this information? Yeah. We tend to like algorithms and healthcare a lot. So it's it's something that's already kind of set up for them. It gives them the tools and their tool belt that when they're on scene and when they're interacting with patients, um, what do I do next sort of thing. And then we also partnered with Dream Center and that rescue room that's there that uh, all of our fire trucks and ambulances have a card on there so that when they encounter someone who doesn't necessarily need to go to the hospital, but just through building rapport and building those relationships with the community, they're able to pass them a card and say, hey, when you're ready, this is where you get help. So Yeah,
1: the card that that we created, it just says we can help. Right. Um, Mm. Because for these guys, they may be in a room where... There may be someone who is over them, right? And they can't say Do you need help. Yeah. Right. So it's like a bit we create like a business card that can be slipped to someone and it's a direct line to our housing director that she can then, you know, get people out however that is. Um, and sometimes it's just, can you meet me at this place? Mm-hmm. You know, the person, the gal will say, Can you meet me? And it's a lot of it is uh, Nicole helped me with this, uh, in, really um, helped me understand this. And, and with what we see, the human trade is, is the most that the Dream Center sees, right? We have a lot of uh, homeless ladies that come to the Dream Center. Right now, we have more than ever before. We used to be averaging around 70 people a night, women and children. We're now at 135 to 140 every night in the last three months, that's grown. And so, um, and our average age is nine years of age. So we have a lot of single parent moms with kids, but there's a lot of women that come to us that they've moved to Peoria for a reason, whether it's a boyfriend or it's a job. And one of those two does not happen. So, because they've moved from another city yeah, to relocated. Peoria, yeah, their network is not here anymore. It's in the city that they came from. So, Chuck, if something happened to you, you could reach out to me and say, "Hey, can I come and crash on your couch?" Because we're local. Again, again. <laughs> <laughs> but what happens with a lot of the the women that we see? That network is in another town, and so right. they become homeless uh not by choice but just by circumstances Circumstance. and so but what happens is before they get to us sometimes they will still stay with that boyfriend and that boyfriend will be well you can stay here if you do x y and z for right. me to stay here i learned all this through nicole and our housing department uh, christy uh, and and how this all works and um
0: and it happens a lot wow So then correct me if I'm wrong, Nicole, but there are a lot of people that probably have this misconception of what human trafficking looks like because we've seen the movie taken with Liam Neeson. right? right? You see that and we think that's all it means, but that's just a small percentage of it, correct?
3: Correct. So most um, people who are enlisted and recruited into trafficking, um, about half of them is through a fraudulent offer. Through fraudulent job. so you can have a better life or we can put food on the table, you know, whatever X, Y, or Z is, um, through this promise of something better is going to happen and like a truly a false job offer. They don't know that they're going to be prostituted. So it's, I think that's one of those misconceptions. And, mm. um, again, Rebecca Bender, I don't know if you guys follow her. She uh, is a trafficking survivor. She um, has now started an organization where she also, um, helps women get out of trafficking and, um, Move on in that next step in their journey. Um, Andy's favorite word. Yeah, there you yeah, go. There journey. You go. There it is. Let's go on a journey. There it is. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but she talks about how she was a single mom and she had met someone and she was a, it was a, the, the lover boy. We use the term quotes here, the lover boy uh, method, where it's a significant other who's like, hey, I've been providing for you. I've been helping. Now it's your turn and I need you to help put food on the table and I mm. need you to sleep with this guy. It'll only happen a few times, right? And then here we, you know, look back and years later now, she's being prostituted um, by someone who supposedly loves her, but also there's a, a trauma bond that is now created. Mm. And so it's really, really hard to leave an understanding that a trafficker is brilliant at e- exploiting vulnerabilities. So whether it's a single parent who doesn't know how they're going to pay their bills or um, someone who's housing insecure, uh, we know about 68% of trafficking victims have some sort of housing instability, which makes them prone uh, to the... Being vulnerable, um, and so just being mindful of that, it doesn't look like the movie taken. Most victims do have freedom of movement because there's so much shame involved in trafficking, and there's so much manipulation. Uh, those are the chains that are are bonding people, and keeping them in that situation. Wow,
0: man, heavy stuff.
1: Trip, I hear that you did a something for your homeschooling. Um, what 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 was what was that that you did?
2: It was a presentation about the walk for freedom um to make it more aware to um people just in the community we know so they can bring it out to the people they know and etc and um are able to host this walk this year um and help abolish slavery
1: brilliant and and i love it did did your teacher your mom did she give you an a
2: for it uh I'm assuming, yes. <laughs> well,
1: listen, Chuck and Andy, we're giving you an A just for touching yes. that whole a plus. subject. A oh, plus. Amazing, amazing.
0: Yeah, and I went on the Walk for Freedom, was it last year? Yeah. I had the yep. opportunity, it was my first walk experience and and um, loved it. It's, so, and yeah, I a always
1: a. want to go, but it's always my anniversary weekend. <laughs> and so, you know, yeah. it's a little bit like, oh, I can't do that, but, uh, yeah. but 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 we do try and get the bus for the guys. Uh, it's, you because know, they walk to a place and then get them back and the Dream Center tries to partner as much as we can about it. Uh,
0: what was that, Chuck? It's a funny story about about the bus to get people back. <laughs> because it was my first experience last year and because apparently I'm not reading instructions, <laughs> no. my daughter and I went and we parked where the walk began and when the walk finished, we realized wait, our car is somewhere else. Everybody else's vehicle was parked where the walk ended because they got there early enough to ride a shuttle to where the walk began. Oh. So I had to I had to hitchhike. No, um, Savannah and I had to get a ride to our vehicle. You have
1: problems with this because when you came to the Dream Center Golf Outing, you you were waiting for a ride and it didn't show up. So you had to walk to the nearest Starbucks. Right. Of carrying, all the places you to. Carrying my 30
0: pound and- golf bag. <laughs> So it was almost a mile, but no. We, I, I oh honestly, yeah, we've. I ended up getting rid of one of my vehicles, so I've had my daughter drive our other vehicle, and then I actually borrowed a, a vehicle from some friends of mine. They've been very gracious. I've had it for like four weeks, and and um, this is a nice ride. ride. Yeah, yeah. So, well, well fix, fix that problem soon. Yeah. Well, Nicole, why don't you tell us
1: again a little bit about um, the walk uh, for those that maybe just tuning in, where it's at, how you do it. Because it's going to be a little bit different this Correct, year.
3: Right? Yep. So tell us a little bit about so that. So Chuck, make sure you're paying attention. <laughs> <laughs> it's a little different.
0: <laughs> all
1: right, I'm going to take notes. Okay, all right, all right. Here we go. All right, get out your
3: notepad. <laughs>
0: yeah, because we're announcing this. We're promoting this. It will be this week. Yeah,
3: it's uh, yeah. awesome. So it's October 15th. It's a Saturday. Um, we are going to start at 10. So just come a few before to make sure we can check you off our registration list. But our goal this year is to start around East Purifier Fire Department, that Fond du Lac library area. Um, a couple things are just weather dependent, but it will be in that area. There will be an email that goes out even up to this date. Um, we will send something out the night before. So you're not too late. Go ahead and pop online and register. Um, but we'll walk from East Purifier Fire to Purifier. Fire. Um, when we get to Purifier, Fire, uh, we'll have some sort of snack, something to eat, and then we'll go ahead and do a community um, conversation, just like a, a brief lecture on what trafficking looks like in our area, um, just to kind of end that day, because we have offered it before um, in two separate events, so we thought it'd be really uh, just efficient to offer it like on the day of the walk when people are engaged and um, really what resources we have in our community and how pivotal uh, Dream Center is also with the, with the Walk for Freedom and not just hosting and providing an area for someone to be rescued from, um, but really in preventing vulnerabilities, especially in youth. We know that one in four victims of trafficking are children. And so um, we have a very vulnerable population um, in central Illinois. And so uh, we just wanna make sure that we can um, equip our community to you know, intervene when there needs intervention, but also to be preventative as well.
1: That's so good it really is so make sure that you are coming out the date again nicole
3: october 15th
1: october 15th this week 10 a.m 10 a.m 10
0: a.m santa's coming to in sorry east <laughs> peoria fire <laughs> department ending up in peoria correct noted
3: yeah well we'll have a big sign just <laughs> for you chuck <laughs> you.
0: yeah they've made it just for you
3: <laughs> flashing lights and everything
1: <laughs> uh nicole thank you so much. i know before we we start Um, I I did want you to, for those that live in Illinois, I want you to just give us some of the stats about Illinois and even the Peoria area when it comes to trafficking and, and this whole world, because a lot of people, I think, and Chuck, you can speak into this as well, always think this stuff happens in just Chicago. Right. 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 Or L.A. or New York or, you know, the big city. It doesn't happen around here. Can you speak into that just for a minute? Sure.
3: So Illinois is ninth in the nation um, as far as trafficking cases. Eighty percent of cases in Illinois come from central Illinois, so not from Chicago. Um, So let's think
1: about that. a minute. Eighty percent. We're the ninth in the country, but 80 percent of those are are in this area. Mm -hmm. That is... That's startling. It, for it really is. That
2: is really startling and bonkers. It's bonkers. It Thank it you. Yeah. What a yes, word.
0: What uh, yeah, a word. You, you, bonkers. You listen to Tate mate You don't That's just right. shut down the podcast after the <laughs> interviews. That's right. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> Okay, sorry, carry yeah, on. Yeah.
3: So, um, so 80% um, is in our area. We know that human trafficking is the fastest growing organized crime, and it always follows either the sell of drugs or the sell of guns. And it's so high in our area because we have a huge problem um, with opioids. And we know... Um, that. And I don't want to get like political or anything here, but we do know that the, the Mexican drug cartel does have a presence moving through our area. And that's why we have such a huge problem. So just the same route that is taken to, um, you know, move drugs and traffic drugs is also what is used to traffic people and not just to traffic people, but then to use them either as mm. drug mules and whatnot. But some of them also have a dependency on um, substances so that that is also a vulnerability. So how are they going to pay that back? either by being prostituted out or used as a drug mule. And so because of our location um, really intersecting uh, to Indianapolis, Chicago, and St. Louis, that's that's one of the reasons we are a prime area. Plus we have a lot of rural communities, um, which it's really easy to, to hide people in those. And I, I think wow. one of the misconceptions is that so many people think that a trafficking, it's this huge ring of 50, 60 people, that's not necessarily the case. It could be a woman being exploited um, and sold by her boyfriend or a child by a parent. And it's typically someone that they know, someone that they trust because that vulnerability has to be exploited. And how do you find out about a vulnerability? You have to establish some sort of trust with that person. So that's, that's really kind of the nuts and bolts of what we see in our area. We know that about 87% of survivors were evaluated by a healthcare provider at least once. And we're not, screened or evaluated appropriately wow. um, for being a victim wow. of trafficking. And so yeah. we have a huge medical community here. So I think, um, I think it's reasonable to expect us to do better and to advocate better.
0: Yeah, That's good. Sure. Yeah, people need to, we uh, I think everyone even listening, we need to pay attention mm-hmm. to our surroundings. Absolutely. And always always be aware of perhaps that somebody could be 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 exploited you know um, I, I saw this a, a video where uh, a young girl was getting ice cream by oh, her... I saw this yes. Did you see this yeah. 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 yeah yeah and there was a woman a normal looking woman who was talking to her and and there was a car close by waiting and they the, the goal was to get her in the car but somebody else was aware yeah. of what was happening and came to her aid
3: and that's that's where most rescues come from it's oh, i think it's over 80 percent of rescues are from a bystander so someone said well this is weird i don't know what to do with this but i know this isn't right right um so wow. again that's why the community really needs to be aware
1: so good chip uh, chip, <laughs> say, I went say Chuck. Chip. I was looking at Trip, and I was yeah, thinking of also. Chuck, so I just went Chip.
0: Yeah. Trip. Uh. trip, Trip,
1: Trip. Um, now, obviously, your mom's pretty passionate about this, right? And it's a, a bit of an, an adult topic, right? Yeah. But um, do you are you able to talk with your friends about what she does as far as like you got to come on the walk and you got to help? Are you able to do that, or do they not understand?
2: Um, I feel like you can, but I feel like some of the details are a little, yeah, yeah, a little. There. Um, yeah. but yeah, I feel like I could.
1: Well, it sounds like you did with your homeschooling yeah. thing, right? Yeah. You obviously, now when you did the homeschooling, was it a talk or did you have to ride it out?
2: Um, it was more of just like a presentation. Um, but you you spoke; it was a spoken presentation, but you yeah. had notes on your iPod yeah
1: and was this was this to other students or just to your mom
2: uh to other students
1: so what what did they think
2: they thought it was like whoa that's crazy <laughs> yeah
1: <laughs> but you but you're gonna get them to the walk hopefully hopefully Hopefully, yes. that's good well like,
0: that's a crazy talk but that's a cool kid i like it's a cool kid. trip right. is a cool yeah, so they're thinking cool cat
1: cool cat yes. right there yeah so well um <laughs> <laughs>
3: humble very
1: humble yeah very humble Uh, yeah yeah yeah.
0: that is great
1: uh well nicole trip it's been amazing to have you on now you know because you're the super fan you know that this is not the end right we've got to first see if you guys would be up to praying right yeah for some of the things that you've been talking about so i'm gonna let your mom start and then and then we can go from there does that sound good you're gonna tag team or you want just
3: yeah do you want to pray buddy uh sure do you want to go Sure.
2: Okay. Here we go. All right. All right. right. right.
3: Ready? Yeah. Yep. Okay. Jesus, we just thank you for who you are. Um, You are holy. You are mighty. You are a friend. Uh, You meet us where we're at. You have a heart for the broken. Um, God, you see us. You love us, uh, and you love all these people who are just in the throes of trafficking. You love the traffickers and the victims, God, and you are the one. who can just change hearts and so we just invite you into this talk we invite you to this walk god holy spirit we just invite you um, just into this into this mess because jesus you can clear it all up Um, there's nothing and no one who can outrun your grace and your mercy and your kindness so jesus we pray for those who are victims right now god that you would just um be so present with them that you would just open up their eyes Give them uh, a way out that you would provide that community member who can see them, Lord, um, and just help uh, help them get free. And we also pray for the traffickers, God, and we pray for um, just the men and women who are also paying for sex, God, and paying to exploit these people, God, that their hearts are just changed, Lord, that they have a radical encounter with you, Jesus, and that they are just set free of this. and that they just are no longer buyers and contributors to this industry, but Lord, that they just have a complete turnaround and uh, become abolitionists themselves. God, we know that you can do it. We just pray, God, and we just um, seek you in this, and we just pray that we are a people um, that see others, and we see others well, and we pray for our walk, Jesus, that you are just honored, and that there is just a huge outpouring of people who wanna say, hey, not in our community, um, and that we we see others and that we love others
2: as you do, Jesus. And uh that, just that you see all help us to know that you see all and even though it looks hectic in the moment that you you have control over everything and you have everything for a purpose and um help people to be inspired to know what to see and to um be able to help these people God and that um these people that their hearts will change and they'll come back to you and um that they have a radical change Mm. and yeah amen 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 Amen. good
0: thank you trip
1: good job trip good job thanks well what i'm going to do next is nicole if people want to follow uh what you guys are doing what's the best way to do that
3: uh instagram at uh walk for freedom underscore peoria Um, There's a link in there as well for people to register uh, for the walk as well. Um, If they don't have Instagram, you can just go to 821.org slash Peoria and um, register there.
1: Brilliant. And tell us again about, because Chuck's sitting right next to you, but I guarantee (laughs) he's already forgotten what... What he's got to do. Yeah, right.
3: October fifteenth, we start. We're going to start walking at ten a.m. So get there a little bit early. And um, we'll be meeting around the East Peoria Fire Department area in Fond du Lac, like uh, that Fond du Lac Library. And um, so we'll have a sign. You'll come there. We'll walk to Peoria Fire. Um, there we're going to wrap up, have a little bite to eat because you know we're good Midwesterners and food's always appropriate. Oh, chuckle be <laughs> There you well, go. Yeah, Aww.
1: you nearly got me away from the anniversary. Right? Uh, right, right. Food,
3: yeah. yeah. <laughs> Um, <laughs> probably get some Chick-fil-A because it's the Lord's chicken. Oh, you know, it's anointed. Yes. Um, and then just have a conversation about what it looks like in our area and just so we can be a, a better community. Um, and then we will have a, a shuttle, I believe, back to people's cars from Peoria Fire. So they could either take an extra walk that day or get shuttled back. All
0: mm-hmm. right. Awesome. I'm getting shuttled back.
1: There
2: you go.
3: <laughs>
1: <laughs> okay. So um, you know what's next, don't you, Chip? That uh, trip.
0: <laughs> <laughs> you do it, trip. So, so join Chip on Peoria's War for Freedom because I'm going to be there and Trip's going to be there. So Chip will be
2: present. Considering everybody's talking about Chip, I'm assuming we're having chips and salsa. Oh, yeah. come hey. on. That's brilliant.
1: Right, That's right. brilliant. Um, so what's next on the podcast? What is normally after the prayer?
2: Tate and his mate. No,
1: oh, before, before. we're not there yet.
2: The big, the big three. Yes. Oh, the big three.
1: Okay. Do you want to start Chuck
2: yes I will
0: <laughs> go for it <laughs> oh all right you're right I'm right all right all right so my 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 question trip is this I, I want to know I I, I I on Instagram I've seen your mom can th- she can throw down a mean garden all right I mean a lot of I want to know what is your favorite vegetable
2: Ooh, um, I'd probably either say cucumbers or carrots.
0: Cucumbers or and carrots. Are they from your
1: garden?
2: Uh, The cucumbers would be.
1: Okay. You all didn't right. do carrots
2: this year? No? Didn't do carrots. They're no, hard carrots. to do. They're hard yeah. to
1: do. I've tried. We uh, got
2: sweet potatoes. Oh,
1: okay. okay sweet right. potato
0: fries, maybe. Yeah. Yum. Oh, yeah. Okay. However, I hate beets. <laughs> oh, I love beets. <laughs> oh, I'm with guys. you, Trip. Now did no you bees. grow them? No.
1: Did you grow
2: yeah. See, I tried. Only, I'm the only one who will eat them. So. Beets are just gross. Oh no. There's They're- nothing good about them.
1: Oh <laughs>
2: man. <laughs> I like you. They just color things and they taste gross. Do you like was, do you like Brussels
1: sprouts? Yes. No. Oh, I love Brussels sprouts with a good I mean, roast dinner.
0: Yes. I love Brussels sprouts as well. Oh man. So
1: okay, my question is this. You mentioned that this was this podcast is one of in your top five. That is correct. Can you tell us about some of the other ones you like?
2: Um, One of the other ones I like is Real Cool History for Kids. It's about um, history told from a um, biblical worldview perspective and um, they go from anything from the Revolutionary War to like 9-11 to literally anything. Um, It's actually really fun. Cool. Um, And there's this other one, Greeking Out, which talks about Greek myths and legends um, which is cool to learn about. Yeah, especially, you're a smart kid. Especially smart kid. because a lot of our words today come from Greek or Latin words.
0: Okay, you know what? You need to help Andy with Tate's mate. <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> <just so> <laughs> <laughs>
0: oh
1: man, that's great! That's great. Okay,
0: Chuck, you got the last one. Okay, all right, all right, last last one. Mike, um, my, my question would be, what is, and I'd like both of you to answer this. What is your favorite place to travel outside of Illinois?
2: Ooh, you go first. Ooh. Um, I don't know. Some of my fav- favorite places to travel travel is Boston. I really like Boston.
1: Oh, I followed um, you on that trip via Instagram. That was a good yep. trip. That was
0: so I did a wave. trip trip. Yeah, a, is. a trip
2: trip. Oh, wow. That's a dad joke <laughs> right there.
0: That. So oh. I've never been to Boston. I I did a wedding in Massachusetts, and I I went to the basketball hall of fame, but I didn't go to Boston. It's one of my greatest regrets because I want to go to Boston. Some a really good friend of mine they just got back from Boston. Love there's it. a
2: lot of good history there and yeah. things like that.
1: No,
0: there's not. <laughs> yeah, and
1: because that's where they kicked the British out. Trip.
0: Well. Oh, <laughs> you got a story about
1: that? I got a story about. That. I nearly got killed in Boston because I wore <laughs> I wore an, I wore an English soccer shirt. On July 4th. Yeah. yeah. It's a bad choice. No. It was a bad choice. Poor bad decision choice. making there. First first 4th yeah. of uh, July. I'm a Larry, ba-
0: Larry Bird fan too. That's why I, I love. Larry Boston. Bird's my all-time favorite basketball yeah. player. Good. Played for his uh, But Nicole's got to answer his yeah, question as well. Oh, yeah. Okay.
3: okay. So, yeah. Oh, man. I'm torn. So, I know. It's so like cliche. I truly love Disney. I love it so much. I feel like there's so much magic there. It's so happy. Everyone is, they have the best food. You just walk on. Everything's taken care of. You don't have a cure in the world. But
2: I would also say Washington, D.C., oh those are places i also like yeah. too we we were really like i almost got
0: arrested there
2: <laughs> uh-oh there's a story there uh-oh.
0: <laughs> there is there is a story we, we, we should, was we, this before christ is this, this BC? This, <laughs> this was a ministry trip
2: oh even better you want to hear it come yes. on yes come on. i yeah. want to hear it okay i must
0: um by the way regarding disney um, um my wife loves loves disney and we our, we went when our kids were like five and two. It's been a long time, but we went there for our honeymoon. It's, it's we awesome. went to Disney, and Bill Vanderbush, who's been on the— Yes. —twice, he lives, so in, it, he lives in Disney. And the Disney so,
2: cruises, you, right. you'll we, not we, have we, a better cruise in that. your life.
0: Yeah.
2: Okay. That was one of the most fun experiences.
0: I bet. Disney cruise? A Disney cruise. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. I've been on one cruise, but it wasn't a Disney cruise.
2: Did you get
3: arrested on the cruise ship as well, or? No, but—
0: <laughs> Oh, no. I do story story. about that, <laughs> but that's not appropriate on today's <laughs> podcast. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay, so, um, and it was, my, my wife was present with me, and it was, that's a, it's, we just ended up on, on a, on the wrong deck.
2: It's fine. Uh. Oh, my gosh.
0: So, anyway, um, my, my Washington, D.C. story, is this was, I was living in Tulsa, working for a national youth ministry, and we were traveling all throughout the country, doing youth, youth conventions, you know. And we ended up driving through DC, and it was just our my, our road crew. And so we're pulling a, I think a, a 12 foot. we were in a, I think we were in a van, and it was a. This is before we got. This is a cargo van, and we were pulling a 12 foot U-Haul with all of our sound and lights and gear. This is before we had a big 24 foot truck, but it was shortly after. The Oklahoma City bombing, which I'm not making light of. That was and we living in Tulsa felt the effects of that as yeah. far as I mean it, it it rocked the nation. Obviously, this is way before nine this is before 9-11. And um, so within a week of the Oklahoma City bombing going off, and, and if you're familiar with that bombing, Timothy McVeigh parked a rider truck, which is like a U haul rider truck it was full of explosions explosives and that's what did it. All right. So now one week later, we're in DC, right near the Washington Monument and all the sites. And we pull up to a stoplight and I didn't think about this. Like, hey we're we're in a cargo van, there's no windows, we're pulling a huge Oh no. <laughs> I see what U Haul. <laughs> and we had just eaten fast food, and we stopped at a light, and I'm like, hey, I'm gonna throw this trash away. And I had a, a big bag of trash, and I jumped out, and I ran as fast as I could, because I knew the light was gonna turn green. And I jumped up in the air like I was slam dunking a bus. <laughs> oh there, like, no. <laughs> threw it down, and then I, I ran back, and I jumped in the van. I'm like, go, 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 because the, the light hit. And oh, the no. security guard got, went, Flying, running into the trash and got this radio. Was like, calling like, stop these guys! What are they doing? Anyway, I didn't, didn't. I didn't think about it at the moment. Like that was not very smart. So I'm glad I didn't get shot and right. we, I did not get arrested. We did not even get pulled over. But uh, we ended up going back around and, and he was going through all the trash to make sure. Uh, that, yeah,
1: that's yeah. crazy. That's yeah. crazy. Few.
2: You-
0: yeah, yeah.
1: Way so, hey, to go,
2: Chuck. Way yeah.
1: to, to go. Where to go. <laughs> well, we want to. Oh, good job. Yeah, you even got a clap from Superfan. That's great. Um, so, right, we're going to make a chip shirt.
0: Yeah.
1: <laughs> well, we want to thank you guys for coming on to Revival of Town podcast. Is it, is it is it good? I mean, I mean like you you're behind the scenes now. Is yeah, it, is, cool. He's not behind
0: the scenes. He's in, in there. He's in it. Yeah, I mean, yeah, you get to see behind the scenes. But, yeah, you're right now. Like, the mic is in front of you. You're on
1: you the are, podcast. You are Revival Town right now. Is that's, it cool?
2: Yeah, it's pretty cool.
3: It's like uh, fulfilled your dream. You've always wanted to be on a podcast. I did.
1: There you go. Good there presence. you go. Well, guys, we want to thank you for coming in today. Trip, you've been amazing. I know uh, all the 11-year-old girls are going to want your address now. Uh, <laughs>
2: Being on a podcast. <laughs> 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 uh,
1: oh, my Nicole! Goodness. Again, why don't you just give us the details about this next Saturday? What's going to be happening, uh, and then people can get in touch with you as well.
3: Yep, yep. So you can follow us uh, at Walk for Freedom uh, underscore Peoria on Instagram or a 21org dot slash Peoria. Um, October fifteenth, walking starting at ten, um, ending at Peoria Fire with a community conversation, um, and we should be all wrapped up by two p.m. Great. We would love to have you. And if you're not local, you can find a walk in your area. Just go to a 21org walk.
0: Great. Well, we Christine w- Christine Kane's book.
3: Yeah, Undaunted. Undaunted. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Must read. Yeah.
0: yeah.
1: Well, thank you so much for thank coming on guys. to the podcast. Thank we you do. Guys. We do thank you for taking time to come in studio. We Most people are zooming in. No, no, no.
0: Only, you're a, hand, only a handful have been in the studio. Yeah. So, yeah. You, so you guys rock.
1: Trip, do you want to. Just say to everyone, thank you for listening to the podcast, and, uh, and we'll end the show.
2: Thank you for listening to the podcast.
0: All right, we're back. Thank you, Trip. Thank you, Nicole. Great stuff. Trip or Chip, whichever. Ch- chip, <laughs> man. I was trying to. I was
1: thinking of you, and then I was talking to. Trip, trip, trip can't
0: even say trip anymore. You're all you're all tripped out. Oh, uh, who's the Blonker now? <laughs> hey, did you
1: see how he had to get Blonker into the conversation? Yeah, yeah, that he,
0: was brilliant. I tell you what, he was uh, he was he was great. He was a ham too. He oh, hammed it up, man. man. It that was that, was, it was, that was good. He brought us scones. Thank you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Some, Amazing from, from scones. Four thirty scones in morton morton yeah Yeah. so yeah good stuff
1: well um you know what's next and nicole uh and trip are huge england fans like they love anything british and uh, all that and so if you are listening for the first time we do a bit on the podcast um called um tate and his mate and this is where we uh, or i will throw an english word or phrase at my mate or
0: rhyming cockney slang whoa oh! no! look at you you got I, it uh, you know what i think it was the nicole jackson anointing because she just flows she's so f- <laughs> just fluid in her communication it must have rubbed off on me and i didn't botch that up oh that was
1: good that yeah. was good so today i'm not going to give you a word but I'm going to ask you a question,
3: hmm. right? Yeah, I'm a little nervous. And it,
1: it goes a little bit with um, with what's been happening in the UK okay. with the Queen passing. Um, I want to ask you a question. Okay. What in the UK, in England, well, actually, Great Britain? What in Great Britain makes the qualification of a city to be a city? So you've got towns and you've got cities. What's the qualification between the two?
0: Qualification.
1: What is the qualification between a town and a city? What's the difference?
0: If if the five letters shire are not on the end of the word, (laughs) then it... Is a city, otherwise it's just a village. No, because the
1: the whole shire, not shire, shire, shire is like a, a like a like a, a county. Okay, do you ah. see what I mean? Ah. so like Warwickshire, ah. Warwick is in Warwickshire. Okay, Warwickshire is the county. So, so you can have another go. What makes a city not a village
0: what? or not a town? Does it have to do with population? No. All right. Um, the size geographically? Nope. Nope. Then I'm going to have to say, I have no idea. Oh, yeah, I don't know. I don't you? know. Um, hmm. What makes it? What makes it a city?
1: Yeah. Are you asking me or? I. I
0: you know what? I'm, I'm. 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 You're going to be intrigued
1: by this because of being a pastor. Okay. What makes a city? is if there is a cathedral in the city
0: seriously i would have never guessed that yeah
1: so for instance saint david's which is the smallest city in great britain is a city because there is a beautiful cathedral there right wow. or like coventry where near where That's i was where from, from right has actually two cathedrals because one was bombed in the war and they kept the ruins there and they built a new one but the city that i grew up in nuneaton which is a big you know a a few hundred thousand in the city in the town okay is a town it's not a city it's not a city because it doesn't have a cathedral
0: no cathedral that is fascinating yeah so why don't you break down this for everybody that's listening um england uk great britain explain all that (laughs) Oh man. <laughs> for those who don't know
1: yeah so basically there are many countries right that create great britain. britain so there's scotland england wales northern ireland ireland southern ireland is on their own right but these are all part of great britain yeah. then there is the commonwealth the commonwealth is someone? I was reading a stat
0: that over a third of the
1: of the world is
0: under the Commonwealth. Right, yeah. that's a huge yeah, you amount. Know, I was really, um, honestly, very fascinated with that and how it um, is perceived in the Crown. Yeah, you know, I, yeah. I actually, you know, you can learn a lot from that. <laughs> from- <laughs> <laughs> like, did you know in Cobra Kai that? <laughs> no, <I'm kidding. laughs> yeah, yeah, but you yeah. know,
1: and I, I mean, I, it sounds crazy, but are, you were texting me during this whole time with the queen and you're like seriously i'm glad i watched the crown because there were things like for instance they i didn't know if you saw this or not we were watching bbc but they would keep going to the town where the mining disaster happened
0: no i missed
1: that yeah and so where that school was yes and i hadn't seen this since since the crown but that whole area where the the school was they created that into a memorial garden and there is a plaque that the queen went you know was there wow. um and people go and it's a very quiet somber type area and they had people there talking about when the queen came yeah. you know so i i wouldn't have i mean, i know this sounds crazy because i'm not you know i'm, I'm from england and everything I did not know about that story until I watched The Crown. I called my dad, and my dad lived just a few miles and remembered, because he was a kid, he remembered when that happened.
0: That's, yeah, that's You know what I mean? Yeah, that's, that makes it so much more real. Yeah. You know, and I remember reading that the Queen, one of her greatest regrets, and it actually changed her life and how, how she became more empathetic to, to I mean she there was empathy but she just didn't go yeah when it first yeah. happened. yeah and she regrets that and um, I think it kind of shaped make who she was after that. yeah absolutely
1: yeah absolutely I, I so, mean there was a lot of things. you know the one thing that I said on the TV when they interviewed me was you can look at all different other um, heads of state and prime ministers and presidents and all this but the queen now i know she wasn't perfect no one is perfect but they could never get a scandal on her right true like she she lived it right i mean very strong christian and she really lived it
0: and she was i love the relationship that she had with billy graham yeah yeah so and i think that
1: came through even from the text that i got from my friend right right because they
0: they reached out to billy graham's people yes uh, before anything else. And then you sent you sent me a, a, a video clip from, from a newscast where, where the there's a, a priest who's a, who's a believer yep. who was talking about her legacy and the impact in her relationship with Jesus. And I couldn't believe the, the Liberty that was given to this guy to share what he did. It was, it was powerful.
1: Well, and, and the thing that was, that I was amazed at was even with the funeral, they were not scared to talk about Jesus. I mean I mean you know what I mean the, yeah. all the way through it all the, you know I think there was two or three different services and it was all about her faith and in fact the friend who was with the king the friday night he wrote on instagram about how he was amazed at prince at king charles's uh, faith you know cuz he was in this room with him listening to him and so i think there's going to be something you know carrying on with that you know what i mean yeah so, praise the Lord. Yeah, so well thank you so yeah, much everyone step. for listening to revival town podcast i forgot today. we were recording I was like yeah. i just you know yes. just hanging out yeah. talking hey there we go there you go you know yeah without a spot of tea oh man we should have had the kettle on yeah, all right so um thank you guys for listening to revival town podcast we have a massive show next week huge mammoth mammoth next week we have carlos Whitaker yeah. on the podcast so cool what we would ask Mr. You, human
0: hope himself
1: yeah and what we would ask for you to do is this week or while you're listening to this right now text three people and say you need to download revival town podcast on your podcast whatever you played on ready for next week Carlos Whitaker is going to be in Peoria October 20th for the Dream Center event. Tickets are still available if you want to go uh, to, to dreamcenterpeoria.org and get tickets. Uh, he's going to be live in person, it's not video, he will be there. Uh, but we were able to grab an interview with him um, before. We, we did, in, did do this interview a, a couple of months ago because he's been on the road and things like that. Um, but you're going to love it. So make sure you're telling people to to download and get ready for next week's episode with carlos Whitaker. i mean you loved it yeah i mean
0: great. just one of my favorite episodes yeah
1: so make sure that you are uh with us next week and uh, let people know chuck been amazing been
0: good let's do it again next week
1: yep nicole and trip thank you so much thank you chip <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> see you next week
2: Thank you for listening to this
3: episode of Revival Town Podcast. Make sure you're following us on social media and remember to subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. For more information, head on over to revivaltownpodcast.com.